I pushed against the system, the system that raised me. My family was very confused about the direction that my life took. And I think in some ways we're even a little bit worried about me. It's like my family dynamic. Our relationships have been forever changed because of our wedding weekend. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. And we're back. What you gonna do when the Baddest Crew comes through with part two for you, Boo Boo? Wow, that was nice. Thank you. Who's Boo Boo? Everyone. Got it. So, picking up sort of where we left off, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's breeze through with a part two about our reception mm-hmm. and the infamous after after party. Ah, uh, yes. So, reception. We did a lot of the traditional stuff mm-hmm. the toasts, the dances. Uh, I guess I'll start with the roast, which is not You're starting with the roast. I thought you would start with how freaking dope the area looked. Well, yeah, I mean, well lit. Uh, it was the flowers were amazing. The table amazing. setting was amazing. Well, when, that's you would say that stuff. Well, yeah, we <laughs> walked from the ceremony and we had our five minutes of solo time where we mm-hmm. asked for no one to bother us for five straight minutes right after we walked down the aisle, like walked back down the aisle. Y'all, I really wanted to take her in nature. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. And so many people have pictures of us from afar. Yeah. They cute. were freaking creeping on us, even though uh-huh. we felt like we had some privacy, but uh-huh. we took five minutes. And then when we walked back, we... Finally, I finally got to see the reception area oh, for yeah, the first time. I had not seen it. And one of our photographers actually has a, a photo of me turning the corner and just saying, what the fuck over and over again. Cause I, I just kept looking at him like, what the fuck? How did this? Mm-hmm. Because I had been getting ready with the girls all day. I didn't see any of that come to life. 24 hours earlier. It looked very different, very different. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. We had the Mr. And Mrs. Bowditch sign. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted it to say the Bowditches, but our new, my new last name, mm. our last name, it's fun, <laughs> ends in a C-H. And so uh, it would have been E-S. E-S. And it's kind of weird. My sister looked at it and I was like, what do you think about this? And she's like, it looks like witches. So it yeah. just said Mr. and Mrs. Bowditch. It was hung on this this glow light we had made that said Mr. and Mrs. Bowditch. It was hung on a grate and it repur- they repurposed our flowers from the altar space and put it behind our sweetheart table. And the sweetheart table was so cute. And we had mm-hmm. this tractor garage that we transformed and the right side was all professionally draped and it looked mm-hmm. like like a hall. And s- several of our buddies had put a ton of badass lighting and in lasers. it. It was so cool. That's and then the music this giant, was. yeah. And this giant tractor grass in the, both big doors were open. And then the, the left side of it was set up like a rave den, rave lounge. a rave lounge where mm. we covered everything with sheets. And then there were these really cool, colorful tapestries hung all over, but they had red lights shining on them. So everything looked red in there, mm. but it was just, I turned the corner. I was like, holy shit, this is it's legit. It's yeah. a vibe. And we did it. And when I turned the corner, I hadn't seen any of the structures either. And you had way more than I thought you were going to have set up at that time. Yep. We had yeah. several large like canvas Lotus Bell tents, tons of really cool solar lights, different colors. Uh, we had created a little outdoor vintage. I was going to say, how good did that look? Uh-huh. I drugged with- Jordan mm-hmm. to some, what are, what are they called? Well, like a vintage thrift store, I guess. Like thrift stores. Yeah. More like thrift store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's stuff from like the the Salvation Army and like a really quirky shop where everything smelled like your great 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 grandmother's house. Uh-huh. And we put this little setup outside of a tree, and we had a lighting company do all the cool lights, and they mm-hmm. Christmas tree wrapped some of the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas tree wrapped. They Christmas light wrapped some mm-hmm. of the trees that were out there, <laughs> and it just looked so cool and funky and perfect for our festival theme. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 
dinner started. We had barbecue and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And we did it buffet style. So everybody yeah. got to just go super do their on thing. brand Texas BBQ. Yeah. So it started mm-hmm. with our announcements. We got announced, which mm-hmm. by the way, I didn't say in part one, I did wind up walking down the aisle to some people say aqueous. I have said aqueous since as long as I can remember incubus. aqueous transmission incubus. I did in fact choose that. We walked all back out to Odessa again, but anyway, um, the DJ, I didn't give him dinner music. So he just played Incubus the whole time dinner was happening. It was so perfect. And then, um, and then we got to the toasts Mm -hmm. and then we got to the roast. So the toasts were your best man, your brother, Mm -hmm. Ryan, it was so perfect. Yep. He was such a character. And And then he talked about how him and I have over time built more trust. And he talked about how I put something in his butt, Mm -hmm. which was very (laughs) funny because I was like, oh, my God, where is he going with this? Yeah, he played out the joke of it. Yeah. And we're like, what is he saying? For the first time ever, I let a woman put something on my butt. And when he was talking or in my butt, he said, not my butt. Yeah. That's where the joke comes. In my butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was somebody, a not a doctor or nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually injectable gave him nutrient an shot. injectable nutrient shot. Mm-hmm. And then my maiden matron of honor, I had two maids of honor, As um, you would. my two best friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they did like a skit show that depicted the different, uh, I think they were talking about personality types of me and they talked about me being a pageant queen and me uh-huh. being that sex chick and me being Jordan's boss, which was very funny. Um, and Madame, Madame Electra. And then they had mm-hmm. one where they had like Wolverine claws and they were like the ferocious fierce. And, uh-huh. and they asked everybody in the crowd to cheer if they knew that version of me. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And then our toasts eventually led to our MC Kevin doing a roast, which was incredible. He's just a very charismatic, funny guy, and he's gotten somewhat known for doing roasts. He's done a handful throughout the last few years that have become somewhat renowned. And he told me before that he was going to go hard on me and a little bit lighter on you. I was like, bro, go all in on me. And he did. He got me and I loved it. And then JP went after him. He called up JP. Yeah. He called mm-hmm. up some other people to chime in on the roasting. Yep. JP was, he called him the redhead without a soul. Oh, when he Kevin called him called up. Him yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like, we're going to bring up our favorite redhead without a soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the last person to roast Brandon Hawk, who also did blessing for the ceremony. Yeah. One of my groomsmen, amazing mentor, really a father figure of sorts for me, like my first major life coach and incredible human being, a former pastor of a mega church from Texas. So he's just got that kind of swag and charismatic vibe to him. And what he did was absolutely one of the major significant highlights of the experience for me. He, in his roast, did a spoof offering. So you know, take up the offering. Yeah. Taking up the offering, like the kind like of tithing church. that you would do at a church. And again, it was a spoof and it was funny, but he then transitioned it into something sincere where he was talking about, um, kind of the concept of the capacity to which you can receive is equal to that of which you give, which I just love that concept. I think is so powerful, the sort of reciprocity of the universe. You put it out there, it comes back. Um, idea of being generous and giving. And again, he was being funny and then he just seamlessly made it so eloquently. Yeah. Transitioned into something sincere and we got some wonderful offerings. Yeah. He he, bills on the stage. He was telling people to get all their cash out Mm -hmm. if they had any and like throw it at our feet and put it at Mm -hmm. our feet. And then he was telling everybody what our VIN with your Venmo. He's like, what is your Venmo? Yep. And then he started being really ridiculous and talking about Bitcoin and yep. altcoin. And uh-huh. it was like, fill your portfolio <laughs> growing or something diversifying. Uh-huh. It was just so funny because if you see the pictures of us reacting to all of this, mm-hmm. we are clearly in the dark about it. Yep. You know, like we knew we were going to get roasted, but we didn't know that that was going to lead to JP coming up again. And then we certainly didn't know Brandon was going to come he up. He didn't and, know he was going to do and that Brandon either. didn't know either. He just off the cuff. Yeah. And it was, and it was perfect. Yep. And I was like uncomfortable because like, oh, what do I totally. do? Like, do I touch this money that's on the ground? Uh-huh. Do I look like, like, because there are scoop some hundreds up? in there and stuff. Yeah. Whoa. And then he, then his response was, now you dance on it. Yep. He was like, now you dance on the money. Mm-hmm. 
which we did because after Brandon finished, we transitioned into uh, some of the more traditional dances where mm-hmm. you got to dance with your mom. And then yeah. it transitioned to a second song that I um, encouraged your brother to go dance mm-hmm. to. Now, what were your two song choices? Uh, the first one was Leather and Lace by Stevie Nicks and Don Henley. So from lead singer Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles. And then it transitioned into Don Henley, Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry. Which is such a great song. And Ryan, my best man, older brother, joined for that. And my mom was just, she loved it. Yeah. yeah. And then and that then transitioned into you. To me, mm-hmm. which mine has a little tiny bit of a story, but it's pretty significant. Cause it, I want you to take no less than 22 minutes to tell this story. Why are you so mean to your uh, wife? I know. Why are you, why do you do that? Those things? <laughs> why do you say these mean things to your wife? <laughs> I can't even run away from, you know, Y'all, she's my wife. Did I tell you that? Did you know that? It's so ridiculous. They didn't know that. She is my wife. So this is about it. This brings up the, the fact that I asked my brother-in-law to walk me down the aisle and many people know the story if they, or they know the part of my story that is my father exited scene. When I was three years old, I grew up without a father figure and up till like towards the end of, of high school, I did have my grandfather. And so if he would have been alive, he died 2005, the year of Katrina. Um, that's how I remember his death is that he, he was, he passed and it's almost like, thank goodness if he was going to go, it was going to be before Katrina. Cause I was just a mess. So, um, so it would have been him if he would have still been alive. He walked my sister down the aisle. Um, but for me, when the question came, like who would walk me down the aisle, you know, at first I'm like, I'd walk myself and I was like, yeah, mom, but nah. And I was like, it's gotta be Kellen. Yeah. And Kellen is my sister's husband. They've been married over 20 years. They've been together since I was three. And he is the, he is the male that has been in my life the longest. And my sister and Kellen often refer to me as their first child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because like I said, I was three when they got together and their first date when she was 16 and he was 17 or 18 was babysitting me. And I made them watch Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I also made them watch Rockadoodle probably more than once if anyone Remembers Rockadoodle. Um, What was your childhood like? You don't know Rockadoodle. I guess it was incomplete. We have to watch it. We'll keep going. I want you to sing the whole song. So, remember the rest. (laughs) Be nice to me. You're fucking poking at me. Poking with you, baby. No, you're not. You're having fun with yourself at my expense. (laughs) And it's rude. (laughs) Anyway, um, so the longer you drag this out, the longer the story is going to be, just so you know. So anyway, my brother-in-law and I, which we did, we realized after we didn't tell anybody that they were going to have dances to do with us. Yeah. It was like, weird. I thought we were of like, of course we're going to, yeah, but, but they didn't because, know. And so they were all confused. Wedding, yeah. And then my brother-in-law was like, what? Oh, oh, we're dancing. And then as soon as the song started, um, it was Taylor's oldest time, but the new one, Ariana Grande and John Legend. And he's like, Oh my God. And he gets to me on stage and he's, and I go to, I go to embrace him. And like the song is started and he just starts going, Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And then he's like, I gotta put, you're gonna make me cry Lex. And then he's like, I gotta face, I gotta face the back. So meaning he has to put his back to the audience and the crowd. And I just like the way he just hugs me so hard and like wraps his arms around me. And it was just such um, I think a shock to his system, like how much of the role that he played for me to ask him to do all of these mm. things. And, and he, there was something so special about our embrace. It was like a hug dance while he cried and like sobbed, sobbed. I held him and I like felt his body shaking. I was just laughing, but then he was trying to talk through his crying And the things that he was saying were so relevant and so special and really kind of encapsulated all of what was going on around us. And it was through the weekend and especially that day. And this is me filling in the gaps and context and everything is that I guess there was, and and again, I'm putting some words into this story, but that there's this idea that I'm, I'm the baby. I've done this big individuation process. I went on this journey I pushed against the system, the system that raised me, my family system, faith system, all of it. I pushed against it and, is, and, it, and it turned out to be like, you know, what is she doing and what is, 
where is she going with her life and all of these things. And my family was very confused about the direction that my life took. And I think in some ways were even a little bit worried about me and didn't understand who I'd become and where I was going or any of that. And seeing all these people fly from all over the country, showing so much love and so much support. And then it was the first time that my family was in an environment where there were so many people who were directly saying to the two of us, you and I, Jordan, and to me that I had changed their life, that we had changed their life or that we or you had transformed their relationship or that I transformed their sex life or something like that, or that their relationship exists because we're even, you know, because of the work that we do. And it was the first time that they got bombarded. Essentially, they didn't have a choice, but to hear how much truth that, how much that was the truth. And they were surrounded by people who were saying, that they love us so much. Like yeah. we're not alone. And when he was crying, he was saying over and over again, he was saying, I didn't get it before, but I get it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it before, but I get it now. And it, and it basically meant that he understands. Yeah. Now he sees things much more clearly. Yeah. And I think that it was a big f- switch that was flipped for my whole family. Totally. And, and I got to spend a lot of quality time over those few days with our friends. And he in particular uh, was front and center in the thick of it, helping with setup. So he got to be with all my groomsmen and just all the friends that were helping out and having incredible conversations and just getting to experience firsthand the quality of their character and how we communicate, interact, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was really, really special. And I think our, our relationships, like my family dynamic, our relationships have been forever changed because Mm -hmm. of our wedding weekend. Agreed. I think we, I think I got their respect Mm. in a way I'd never gotten before and even maybe admiration to a degree, but Mm. certainly like, I see you. Yeah. I see your value. I see what you're doing here. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there was certainly so much love. And so that was very tear filled and, mm-hmm. um, and certainly one of the highlights of my entire experience was that dance. Mm-hmm. Yoni Pleasure Palace. Y'all, this is my go-to sacred sexuality brand. I have absolutely loved every single YPP piece that I've added to my collection. Just a day ago, Jordan read erotica to me while I played and explored with the sacred squirter. Pro tip, run any of their crystals or glass toys under hot water, get them to body temperature, unless of course you like them cold and play and explore your body using every edge curve or ridge on these magically crafted items. And second pro tip, do all of this playing and exploring on one of their waterproof blankets. I have multiple blankets from different companies and most of them feel like an uncomfortable felt pad or maybe even like a puppy pad. which is not sexy, but the Yoni Pleasure Palace blankets feel like delicious velvet perks. You can surrender, slow down, and relax knowing that lube, sweat, or other bodily fluids won't cause you to have to strip your bed sheets over and over again. Jordan and I use our YPP blanket to signal to each other that we are open and available for sex on any particular day. I could go on and on and on about the YPP product line. I feel like we have nearly every item that they offer, which means we have quite the collection. And each glass or crystal product is 100% body safe, hypoallergenic, compatible with all lubricants, temperature responsive, and free from any petrochemicals, plastics, or risins. It is by far the company that we own the most toys from and for good reason. You can explore the entire pleasure and healing range available over at www.yonipleasurepalace.com. And you can use my code, that sex chick, all one word, T-H-A-T-S-E-X-C-H-I-C-K for 10% off your total order. Probably the next thing. Oh, and then we had a couple live performances. This is where things a little bit went off the rails, so to speak. Yeah. We had this grand plan and as it goes with really all events and maybe in particular with weddings, the schedule went way over. We were like an hour over what we had wanted as far as just the sequence of events. And so Us this point, going over time? No. Yeah, I know. Right? Imagine Shocker. that. And so we had some live performances planned. Um, one of my best friends, Kitsch, who's an incredible musician. Um, him and I used to do comedy videos together, brand kind of conscious. And 
so he did some acoustic performances. And what was particularly special about that is he did it on my grandma's guitar, an old gill that she gifted me many years ago. And she passed away last year. And she was the matriarch of my family, Grammar, as we affectionately referred to her as. And she was a fucking badass, like a truly a radical revolutionary of sorts. She was the pastor of a charismatic church in Orange County, California, as a woman, right? That's, that's a big deal. That's traditionally speaking. Yeah. That's like a a no, no, um, heresy one might say. Uh, and she was just, just a wonderful woman. And so I made a little announcement like, Hey, we're gonna do some live performances. What makes this particularly special? Everybody's going to be playing on my grandma's guitar that I just got totally refurbished. And so it's just fresh to death, extra crispy. And the first song that Kitsch performed was Wish You Were Here by Incubus, which he crushed. By the way, we never even really talked about that. He, yeah. how, I mean, he, we only gave him like a week's notice and he's just that good of a musician. We gave him longer than that, but he took the week. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We told him that we wanted to do something and then maybe a few yeah, weeks Yeah, we like earlier, really affirmed we wanted it. That week when he practiced it, yeah. Yeah. And um, so he performed that and it was cool. We all like brought our chairs close in. So it was just like a little... Just a rad set. It was cool. Um, and it, we had a few more songs planned, but again, it was kind of like, we, just had we to were get, feeling the pressure of yeah. wanting to move on to the after party at that point. Yeah. Um, things started to feel kind of weird. And I guess because for both of us, we have, we knew what the original plan was and we could see that the time was starting to get a little bit late and we could yeah. feel the energy of the crowd around just like watching us have like our dances and it's yeah. like very specific people to do things. And it's like, I want to get everybody involved. I like yeah. started to feel the pressure of like, I don't want to do any more things that are about me. I want to do things that are about all of us. Uh, well, and you want to share kind of what came up in that moment? Oh, was it you that said this to me? Yes. Yeah. Well, you... you were expressing how you're feeling some of that tension, that pressure and like maybe wondering if people were having a good time. Right. And I was like, this was right around when the performances were happening. And you said something to the effect of don't worry about everyone else's time worry about having a good time for yourself. It was yeah. something like that. Was yeah. that about what you said? I said, are you having a good are time? Are you having a good time? Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, <laughs> right. No, I'm not. By worrying about everybody else, yeah. I'm not. And I immediately flipped the switch and went, this is how I have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'd be present with yeah. the thing that is happening that is for me. And like yeah. I sat in the chair and I didn't even, I didn't even consider it after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I was going to perform No Diggity with Michael. And so I was bummed about that, Michael, the one of the ranch owners. So I was bummed another time. We'll do it another time. We've done it before at Music Night, but I was excited to do that for you in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was also going to do Drive by Incubus with oh. another one of my friends, but it was awesome. And then it was like, all right, we're ready to move on to the after party. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you and I immediately after that went to change because we mm-hmm. realized as the performance was done, some of our some of most our, of most our of our bridal party. Yeah. Wedding party. to go change and prepare for the after party. I was like, party, where is fuckers. everybody? And they actually went to go change. So by the time we were done with those performances or those performances were done, they were back and they were changed. Yeah. And then we left to go and change. And while we were changing, mm-hmm. which was a little bit unfortunate because we can't really speak to it all that much, yeah. but it was perfect because it held down the fort and really yeah. vibed everybody up. Kevin, our MC led something that we have led on multiple occasions, which mm-hmm. is always a fan favorite, yep. but sometimes we call it bioenergetic groovement. Sometimes mm-hmm. we call it dance, dance temple. temple. I prefer dance temple. Jordan prefers bioenergetic groovement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like dance meditation movement. The, the music starts to pick up. It's very like go within and pay attention to your body, breathe deeply, come out of yourself, connect with another person, go back Mm -hmm. into yourself, move around the space, start with small movements, go to big movements, dance with Mm -hmm. a partner, dance with yourself. It is just a beautiful touch and go kind of experience. It is incredible. And again, we weren't up unfortunately a part of this specific experience, but we heard from everybody else that yeah, it was awesome. That it was dope. But the way it gets people out of their head and into like their heart slash body, uh, because it's a guided dance movement experience, because sometimes, oftentimes I find music goes on, people feel a little awkward. They don't really 
they're uncomfortable dancing, being seen, feel weird. And so they so, go to the bar instead. Exactly. And then eventually they get onto the dance floor and yep. they're a little. When they got, yeah, a little liquid courage. Yeah, a loose. But giving them direction with some bangers. Yeah. <laughs> opens the energy up to where then the rest of the night people were boogieing with, you know, through, through caution to the wind kind of a thing. Yeah. So then we came back and I had my cowboy hat on. Well, I had had it on for a lot of the reception. Got a new custom tailored cowboy hat um, from Kevin, the MC as a, a wedding present. Yeah. Out of here at Montfrey's in Austin, Texas. I'm a true Texan now, y'all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that S is silent. Whatever. Montfrey. Montfrey. You're the one that's I said been more phrase in- because I was like possessive. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Um, and so I had an all white outfit that you, you put together, mm-hmm. and then some light up shoes. Mm-hmm. And you all you had a, an amazing outfit. There'll be pictures and videos and all that stuff on our social media. Yeah, but I had a everybody really changed. cool skirt and a crown, and I had pasties. So I had told we'd told we'd sent so many emails to our guests. <laughs> <laughs> And so many. having my ridiculous Jordanese language. Oh my gosh. It was absolutely bad. Because there was a lot of moving pieces and parts. Yeah. yeah. And one of them was no TNA until yep. the after party. No, no TNA. No tits and ass until after 10. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was after 10. And then I came out and I had pasties. I had a sheer bodysuit on with a really cool skirt. And um, I had pasties over my nipples that were <laughs> hearts that were white. And they said, bride and hot yeah. pink across the um the middle of them which mm-hmm. was really cool mm-hmm. and of course i had my light whip yep. which i busted out and i busted a move or two i had full sequined boots mm-hmm. so we got to have we got to exercise our our burner funky flare for yep. the after party or after after party uh-huh. and it was so much fun we had several friends do um sets. dj sets yep. with some of our favorite music mm-hmm. and um, during the first set, we got coaxed out into the field, which was directly across from oh, where yeah. all the reception and stuff was happening. And it was where all the tents were. There was like a big kind of field area where that vintage um, little living room area was. Mm-hmm. And we had fire dancers. Yeah, just super cool. They put on an awesome show. Uh, and you can't, it can't be a festival wedding without fire dancers. Like that's, it's necessary. Yeah. Part for the course. Yeah. Got to have all the elements. Yep. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and super cool. And it just, we were all standing around, you know, watching and I was like, fuck, we're doing it. <laughs> it's fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the fire dancers were done, they put the fire items away and they picked up led hoops and yep. wings. And then we went closer to where the music was and they continued performing around where the tractor garage was. And then we mm-hmm. all just like piled into the, uh, piled into the garage and the music was so loud and the bass was hitting so hard inside of the garage mm-hmm. itself. And it was just everything. I yeah. loved looking around, seeing all these people who'd come into town doing what I want to do, just uh-huh. like I did you and know, embracing it and embracing it. Yeah. Like my whole family, they all had their light up stuff. Your family was dressed to the nines yeah. too. They didn't hang quite as late as mine did. Yours was there till <laughs> three in the morning. Three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my people's from New Orleans. They don't play. Oh, and speaking of that, there was a point in the night, I don't know, maybe between one and two or something like that, where your family, your sister, I think in particular, was requesting some Nola Bounce jams. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. don't hurt yourself, Nola Bounce jams. Is that not correct? This is the way that you said, Nola Bounce jams. Okay. You know, it's from New Orleans. You gotta, you gotta like say it a little bit grimier. Please do it, baby. Tell them how you say it. Well, move it on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. no, eventually, you know, the, the EDM was. And we need to switch up. It needed, a, it needed yeah. a bit of a switch up. And there were some people, you know, especially my people from New Orleans that were like, <laughs> I remember somebody from the, my family, maybe it was one of my best friends, Trisha. She came up to me and was like, is it going to be this music for the rest of the night? And I was like, mm-hmm. possibly. And then I was like, you know what? I want to give them a little bit of like there, what they would hear at a wedding mm-hmm. if it were in new Orleans. And so we, I had you drag those, like, can you go on a mission? And you drug one of the Bluetooth speakers, the big like PA Bluetooth. Yeah, speaker, yeah. Into that portion of the garage. It was after midnight. So we had to turn like the major system down. Mm-hmm. The music really carries out there for the, the neighbors. Booms. Even though we're on a 66 
acre property. Yeah, you can hear still... it like it's right, you know, like a stone's yeah. throw away if you're in one of the properties on side of it. Mm-hmm. So we, we brought the other speaker in there and then I shifted it and it was like Southern classics or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like three, six mafia and juvenile mm-hmm. and Lil Wayne and yep. fuck Manny fresh. And y'all were bouncing. Yeah. You and Trisha, one of your bridesmaids were getting down and your nieces Oh yeah. Shaking yeah. them asses and titties. <laughs> <laughs> and my nieces shaking their asses. Well. Oh goodness. Yeah. That was what they wanted. And it gave like such a, cause we were just lounging in that room. Yeah. It, we were just hanging in that area. And I was like, man, I think things are going to dwindle. No, it just injected rocket fuel back into the mix yep. and everybody was up. They like got off the couches and they're dancing around this like lopsided, all thrifted furniture that's inside <laughs> this area. And we're just like catching the wall mm-hmm. and catching the couch means. and catching oh, like, the wall, like, you know, yep. twerking on a wall, yep. but twerking all over the place and dancing mm-hmm. all over the place. And my family immediately were like, it was like, you just gave a million dollars. It was great. Yes. Yeah. So that, that went out down for a while and, uh, and then people started trickling out. We had our last mm-hmm. shuttles coming through and then eventually it was like, okay, we're not done, done, mm-hmm. but a shift yep. needed to happen. And that is really important. We find with any kind of events that we host and produce is Recognize. having, recognizing when the energy is ready to be manipulated and shift in some way and intentionally redirecting it because the novelty is what makes for beautiful experiences um, and sex as well. If you can create novelty, then it just makes it that much more fun uh, and not chasing the high and overdoing it, but just very intentionally at periodic points doing that. And so this is one of those points. It was about three in the morning. It was like, okay, we've, we've, we've done this and we've done it well. Let's now move out into the field to the beautiful tents that we had curated with all kinds of smush and pillows and blankets yeah. and fluffy carpets, essential oils, conscious whippets, conscious whippets, <laughs> oxygen tanks. We like to do some whippet ceremonies late night. Uh-huh. It's and, so fun. A conscious whippet ceremony. <laughs> and like, make no mistake. It is absolutely that. Yeah. Um, and so we went to this tent and first we did was went around and shared a highlight of the night. Yeah. And so anybody there, and there was, I don't know, at least 20 of us in there. Oh, there was more than that. Had to have been more than that. Yeah. 25, 30. This is the late night warrior crew and some of our most favorite, best, closest friends. Mm -hmm. And so everybody, not everybody, but a handful of people went around and shared highlights and just beautiful reflections of the whole Um, day. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we, Ended it with the our highlights and then, <laughs> and then it's just everybody hanging out. And do you want to describe that a little bit? Like what that looks like? What hanging out or the, the conscious, conscious whippets? Whippets Well, you can talk about it because okay. you're more into it than I'm into it. <laughs> but there was one share in particular that mm-hmm. really stood out. And that was your little sister. My sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about what she said? Because it was, re- it was reflected a lot in a lot mm-hmm. of shares. Well, we referenced it in part one of this and it was the, mm-hmm. the sureness Yes. How she described it. Yeah. And how there is like a palpable certainty in the air that this, this is right. This is what's supposed to be happening. This is real. This is authentic. This has substance to it. Um, yeah, we're supposed to be here doing this. And the word she kept using was sure. Yeah. That it was so beautiful to see two people who were so sure mm-hmm. about each other and about their relationship and about, about what they were doing and all of and our community there also being so sure so yes and like, knowing what they were we've coming all been for. to weddings or have at least heard of them where oh, how long this off. is gonna yeah, last just that kind of thing okay and are you so sure you want to do that yeah right but this mm-hmm. one yeah definitely definitely right and so it was so beautiful and to like hear her reflecting that and Fuck, just like having all our people around us that way. Yeah. From all these different parts of life. I had some clients that flew in, some previous clients flew in. Mm-hmm. You had fraternity brothers in, mm-hmm. my people from New Orleans, friends from all over the place. You had people from mm-hmm. Ohio, people from California. Yeah. It was just really, really special. And a ton of community from Austin, which we kept yep. talking about the fact that we've only been in Austin, what, three not even three years. Not even three years. Mm-hmm. And our close, our best friends, we've been best friends with for almost that length of time. So like two and a half years. 
it's crazy to think that we've only been friends with them for that long. Cause it yeah. feels like lifetimes because yeah. I've, we have gone deeper with our friend crew here and some of the people here than people we've known, people we've lives, known yeah. our entire lives, mm-hmm. which is so freaking special. And it was cool that we like kept talking about it and laughing about it. So it didn't feel weird that we were surrounded by so many people that we've only known for a handful of years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then that led eventually to snuggles And like, not necessarily sensual touch because it wasn't really sensual, but it was more like people going around and just giving each other massages or playing with their hair or foot massage, hand massage, just like hugging each other. And that's cuddle puddle style. And then um, the conscious whippets are, um, you talk about that Mm -hmm. because I'm like, eh, well, so a a whippet is nitrous oxide, taking nitrous oxide cartridges um, in like a, whipped cream canister and blasting it through your brain cells. Yeah. And it has like a, a DMT like euphoric. Yeah. It's euphoric and you can do breath work leading up to it. So doing a really deep, big breathing, uh, and then finishing it off with one of these whippets. But what makes it a conscious whippet ceremony? Uh And it's, it feels so funny to say this. And a part of me actually feels almost like I don't want to reveal a secret. Like we really? have this thing that we do that's, but I'm just no, saying a part of me. No, I, I, I want and to share some it. It's special. Probably it really do it already. And also disclaimer, we're not telling you to do this. No, don't fucking do this. Cause we told you to do yeah, this. Absolutely we're just not. telling you about things that we do. Uh-huh. So that's our official disclaimer. Don't do it. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't try this at home. <laughs> and so, certainly don't try it when you're about to orgasm. <laughs> Just don't kid. Don't do it. Just don't. I'm not saying I ever do it. Do it. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So typically there's one person who shamans the experience for another person. And then there's ideally multiple others that are involved. And so the one person that's leading it will create a container, will guide the person through a little meditation. Um, Again, breath work can be involved in that. And then once they finish the breath work, they, they take down the whippet uh, and they're lying on the ground and they just drop and they hold their breath with the whippet. And then everybody, ideally it's two, three, four or more, then begin to massage their entire body. So give them like a full body massage and just give them really um, loving touch and going into the typically be a conversation to how do you like to be touched, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So there's what areas there. are a no. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. so there's like consent. They're setting clarity. an intention. And so sometimes mm-hmm. there's affirmations that yep. get said. Yes. Yeah, so that's the other big to thing. To the person while they're in that space. People will take turns saying affirmations in one or both ears. Sometimes you'll have different people in each ear. And it's this person is just so much attention and intention and affection, love, admiration, appreciation is poured into this one person and it's typically at least five to 10 minutes, oftentimes like 15 plus minutes. Cause then there's cuddling after and yeah. asking the person what came up for them mm-hmm. and yeah. do they need anything? And the with it itself is like a minute. Totally. You could do this whole same thing without that and just do some breath work and it would be every bit as powerful. It's just an added layer of fun to the experience. I normally avoid them. Not, not that I avoid them. I'm like, I don't want all that attention on me. And I'm just like, I don't want mm-hmm. all that. But I, I had someone ask me if I wanted one and I already had one person with one of my feet in their hands, one, another mm-hmm. person with the other foot, one person with one hand. And I was like, I'm fuck good. it. Mm-hmm. Ah, I was like, fuck it. it. Oh yeah, I did. I, I did a whole cartridge. Did. I like awesome. back to back did it. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Put the whip <laughs> or like blasted my mouth a little bit. And I was like, oh, uh, that's got what it. She said happens to the best of us. Yeah. And totally, totally surrendered to that. But I mean, mm-hmm. I also wasn't taking anything else throughout the the night. Yeah. Um, substance wise. Mm-hmm. Not not really. A yeah. little bit of alcohol, a little sprinkle, a little something else, but not not like we did have people who were on various substances. And we knew that was going to happen because it it's a rave. It's a fucking festival yeah. themed super late night party. And we gave the instruction that if you are uncomfortable, it's like, it should be the marker of like tits and ass are allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not talking about like full on like exposed tits and ass, but, yeah. but like we're saying these things, like things are going to get rowdy after 10. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that was more or less our code, code or... for like, if you're uncomfortable with things getting rowdy or out there or weird or something, then like, 
take the shuttle at around that time. Mm -hmm. So I know that there was just various things and I wouldn't have had it any other way. I love seeing people, especially on the love drug, you know? And and we trust our community and our people that we invited to, to manage keep their shit themselves. together. Oh yeah. To not oh, yeah. be too weird out there, uncomfortable, out of control. Wait, the ones, you like know, that. the ones we got to worry about are the ones who never leave the fucking bar. <laughs> totally. No, yeah. the it, ones no, that right. never leave where the bar area is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just get hammered. hammered. That's the biggest problem slash liability. Oh, absolutely. People just getting sloshed. I mean, <laughs> we didn't see anybody really in that space, but I also think they got, sloshed and then left. Way and left because yeah. they like hammered came how many ways can we say drunk <laughs> sloshed hammered shit-faced shit-faced i like saying hammered drunk personally white girl wasted yeah that's a good one just too. wasted yep anyway. blasted blasted mangled i haven't said that one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they wound up drinking too much and like had to leave way before i'm like this is a marathon y'all not a sprint yep you got to like get your shit together. And we even said that in our, many of our emails, this mm-hmm. is a marathon, not a sprint resource yourself Hold it together, mm-hmm. but it was fine. Yep. It was fine. And so that's how we ended the night. Yeah. And we, we crawled out of the 10 at five 30. Yeah. And yep. went back to the house and all of, and it was like the clouds parted ah, because we turned the corner and in the kitchen was all the leftover oh, Valentina's barbecue. Uh, because all during the day it was hard for us to eat and stuff because yeah. it was just like moving and grooving and, yep. and, and angst and just stuff and just happening. not hungry like and not yeah. hungry yeah mm-hmm. so we chowed and then we passed out for a little while and then yep. break down we well break quick down. rewind I forgot to mention our consummation of the union <laughs> <laughs> So when we went back up to the house to change after the reception going into the after party, Jordan fondled me in the closet while we were changing just a handful of pumps (laughs) to properly christen Mrs. Bowditch over here. Oh my God. You're so ridiculous. (laughs) So we did that. Yeah. And I I had held the seed all week. Uh We, We had made sweet, sweet love multiple times, but I was holding the seed and I held it then too. Yep, you yep. sure did. Mm-hmm. And then Circulating the energy. at the time when you actually got to release it, you were so tired. Oh, because it was the next night. You couldn't Sunday even night. hold yourself oh, up. Was, you were so tired. But it felt great nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so we we um went to bed as yeah. best we could for three hours, hours yeah. four hours, because we had a um a Break little one. We had a day. little one who was banging on all the doors oh, and he was awake from because he was sleeping in the in yep. the house. And so, yeah, we had breakdown brunch that was starting and that was a bit of a beautiful shit show. Oh, it was, that was so, so great. great. And this is so, again, the theme of festival, that is a big part of the experience. And it's breakdown sometimes together. not all that glamorous, at least in but theory. It's always so but it's fun. always so fun because it's, it's closing the container. It's reconnecting. It's telling stories from the night before. Uh, it's coming together to leave the space better than we found it. And that's a big part of Burning Man and the playa and being out in the desert there is to like scour the land and making sure that, you know, leave no trace. And we truly left the ranch better than we found it. Like we upgraded it in some ways with just the things we cleaned up and organized. And I was so blown away and certainly grateful and impressed by, I mean, there were dozens of people that came to help and many hands makes for, Quick work, work, right? Yeah, Yeah, light work. work. And the bus came in massive handy. Florence, aka Flower the Flow Mobile, filling her up with everything and organizing all the electronics so that we can reuse this stuff for events to come. And in particular, Mostly Woke Festival coming at you next year. And so, yeah, that was awesome. And once again, your family, your mom in particular, came in clutch with making eggs and bacon and reusing any and all of the leftover. Yep. We had no more food after that. I made bulletproof coffee yep. and, and everybody yeah, got to break down. It was cool because there was so, it was so busy. Yeah. Like, this is one of the things that I, I realized in that position, which I don't ever plan to be in again, but it's impossible to like really properly drop in with a people. Oh yeah. Because it's like, I start a conversation, I'm a couple sentences in, and then I'm quickly redirected to a different location or the wedding planner is trying to ask us a question, or I'm trying to find where you went. And it was just a lot to, to juggle. And so the breakdown, it was people who got to come back and some Mm. of them, I didn't get to spend that much time with. And so I actually got to have conversations with them. Mm -hmm. And that just felt so good to my system because without that, I would have been like, 
we, I did, I did them. Yeah. I I did these people did them bad or I did them dirty, whatever. I invited them. They spent all this money and all this time and they got dressed up and they came out and they didn't, I didn't even get to hang with them. You know, they came out for me and I didn't even get to hang with them. And that Mm -hmm. just didn't feel good. So the fact that so many people came back the next day, Mm -hmm. just like, filtering through some of them stayed through the night and yep. just crashed in that crashed big tent. The tent. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was really people actually camped on the property too. Which yeah, they was did. Super cool. Which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So made that available. So it was a true festival wedding experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved it. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. I know we just rambled about yeah. our entire weekend and I think more than anything or as much as anything, it was us debriefing and recounting the magic of it yeah so hopefully i'll get some inspiration from that experience yeah Um, for sure how would you say you are integrating that weekend that was just a few days ago yeah so big thing is taking it easy this week Mm -hmm. uh getting lots of sleep uh exercising which we just got back from a yoga class we just did a two a day yep Cause you worked we out we this morning. I did. I played and basketball I did this morning. We haven't done yoga in many months. So that felt really good. And being really mindful to not jump back into the rat race of normal life. We had an intense, certainly one to two weeks and really many months leading up to this. And it would be really easy to just jump right back into normal life and the ketchup game and work and all that. I always say, save your ketchup for the hot dog and hamburger. Right, baby? Do you get it? You've never Dutch. said that. I've said that a few times. You've never said but that But I don't, definitely don't always say that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, being really mindful of taking it easy and just being super present with you mm-hmm. and being super playful. Like, hey, my wife, like every time I see you, I poke my head around the corner. Like, wife. Hey, wife. <laughs> did you know that you're my wife? How's my wife today? Husband. I love you, yeah. Mrs. Bowditch. Aww. Yes. Wife lady. And although just, Yeah being playful and reveling in the aftermath and afterglow of this commitment we made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep looking at my rings. Yeah. It feels really weird to have a wedding ring on, to have a ring on my left finger. Does it feel like finger. you've left that finger alone most of your life? Like well, you, yeah. And now like I'm fucking with it pers- nonstop. <laughs> now you, like on purpose, didn't put a ring on that finger. Yeah, like at times sure. in your life. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same. Cause that one is sacred to <laughs> signal something else or yeah. that it's sacred or something like that. So I keep looking at the fact that I have two rings and this, my wedding band feels different to the band mm. of the other ring. And so I'm like touching it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How are you integrating anything? Um, you dad? I am, I feel a lot of love for you mm-hmm. and I am definitely feeling I would assume that on some level this will say I you're my husband now. Mm -hmm. And that comes with another level of respect Mm -hmm. and another level of team. We're Mm -hmm. on we're on the same team and we're in this together. And sure, that was present when we were dating and that was present when we were fiancés. But like it takes a different level of sincerity, I think, when. Mm Like you're my person, like mm-hmm. on a different level now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how quite to like describe it, but like without making it seem like I didn't really care before, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's, I care about even your well being and you getting what you need mm-hmm. and taking a break. Why are you smiling at me like that? I love you. Okay. But I think that you get what I'm saying. Like I extra care about you and it's weird. Mm -hmm. I extra care about myself. Sure. Because I am your person and yeah, it's, it's weird and awesome. (laughs) It's integrating. So last question is what's next. Wedding's done. Mm -hmm. Now what? You're going to pop out some little ones. He lies. Do I? No, maybe not. (laughs) Is that what's next? Uh, I mean, I, I guess w- buying a house, yeah. um, but it, but that, I don't know, that doesn't feel all that like it's exciting. Sure. But kids is the next, like the next big natural initiation. big progression initiation. Definitely. Yeah. And probably next year yeah. and we'll kind of see how that unfolds in the coming months, but likely next year we'll, <laughs> we say we'll stop not trying, which means you're We're trying. trying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, in theory, 
I don't know if it's an actuality, but you in theory know my cycle. So you will mm-hmm. know when it's not like I well, could keep you it from you. Want to jump on my penis when oh, you're up. ovulating. So it's so pretty we'll clear. Just, okay. And you're just sopping wet. Stop I talking. <laughs> you're so rude. <laughs> like he sees where the line is and he puts one big fat toe over it. Damn strap, put my whole body over it. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's really it. And we spent so much time, energy, money, effort into wedding. Now wedding is done and we're almost even done talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, we had it reflected to us just how special and unique what we do and who we are is like our relationship. We had so many people reach out and say how inspirational our relationship is to them and just like getting all of this feedback and all these reflections. I mean, I was already feeling like itching to get back into work mm-hmm. and now I'm especially feeling that. Yeah. Like we have something inspired yeah. to jump it. Back we have something it. that is really special and the way that we have built it is really unique. And, I, and there were times when I could see it was unique. And then I was like, no, like we're just regular people and we're just, this is our experience. But especially after this weekend, I'm like, no, we, we've got some codes for sure. Yeah both people that know us intimately and people that only know us online yeah. have gotten to follow along for the whole journey. And like tons of people that I've never met that have followed since my very first Facebook live where I was on a plane talking about how I was going to meet this person and then the plane ride back and then introducing you and the many times that we've shared our journey. Yeah. It's, it's really cool that people got to be along for the ride that don't sure. even know us necessarily in person. Yeah. And now for us to get to do our purpose work, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got, there's, there's many layers to your purpose work, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) for us to get to work together and to make a difference and an impact with our love and with the things that we have learned along the way. And, and for all of you listening, you know, we're professionals now at being married. Ah, yes, definitely. (laughs) It's been four days and we're pros. We are experts. No, we will never claim to be experts (laughs) on any of this stuff. Um, I think we just really love love and we really love being real about love and about sex and about intimacy. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that on the tail end of all the wedding stuff and letting it kind of settle down and settle in that we're going to get to do some of our work again soon. And eventually that's going to lead to getting into a new house and then stop not trying to be pregnant. Uh Right. Mm -hmm. So babe. Anything else? Um, it feels pretty good. It feels pretty good. I was it just feels... going to some of these questions, see if there's anything cool we nope. could. But I, I, think brought, we covered it I landed the plane. Stop trying to make it. Okay. But I want to go for at least there. two hours. <laughs> this plus the last one. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about how much you love me? I was literally just going to say, I love you so fucking much. How did you, how could you know that? How could I know <laughs> that? How could I know that? Wow. It's like we're finishing each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. But you got to let me say it, weirdo. We said it together. We yeah, have to say it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Bye, y'all. See you never. The end. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.